I'm back. What y'all been doing? For real, for real. I miss y'all. But uh, I was just taking a little break to make sure that I was bringing you some great content. I'm glad that you have joined me today um, for um, one of many episodes of the Pretty Dope Series Podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, Kill the Noise. And um, I know by the title, it's like, man, this this will be good. Uh, it is because we're going to talk about how to um, remove our attention from things um, that are causing us to, you know, be unfocused or even just from situations or um, relationships, friendships, whatever it may be that is um, directly affecting our walk with God, you know, directly affecting our success. Um, and sometimes it's just simple things. Um, that we don't know how to get rid of or how to deal with, but uh, we're going to talk about kill the noise today. And it's uh, coming from Nehemiah 6 and 3. Um, it is a familiar passage. Uh, Nehemiah 6 and 3. Nehemiah, I want to give a little backdrop to Nehemiah, first of all. Um, so, Nehemiah, uh, of course, he's found, you know, in the Bible. Um, God instructed Nehemiah to build a wall around Jerusalem uh, to protect its citizens from the enemy's attack. Um, it also uh, tells you that it took about like 52 days for him to build um, these walls to protect um, Jerusalem. So uh, also the book tells uh, how Nehemiah at the court of the king in Zusa is informed that uh, Jerusalem is without walls and resolves to restore them. The king appoints him as governor of Judah and he travels to Jerusalem. So he was given a task to build the walls um, to provide some protection to Jerusalem. If you study and understand that Jerusalem is a place of worship, is it not? Okay. If you study, you will learn that Jerusalem is a place of worship. So this is going to be very key in what we are talking about today. Um, the book of Nehemiah also has three purposes. Um, first, the book um, is a historical, you know, um, it kind of gives you a timeline of what was going on back then. Um, it was written to tell the story of Israel. Um, how they returned to the promised land and rebuilt their temple, their walls, and the city of Jerusalem. Now, the end um, story of Nehemiah, I want you to keep this in mind as well. After 12 years of being governor, during which he ruled with justice and righteousness, he was a good guy, okay? He returned to the king in Zusa. After some time in Zusa, he returned to Jerusalem only to find that the people have fallen back into their old ways. All right, so let's go to the actual scripture. All right, I'm setting it up for you. So it says, Nehemiah 6 and 3, it says, And I sent messengers unto him, saying, I am doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Okay, so there are many things there are countless things that I know that you're purposed to do, um, that we're purposed to do 
And you're always going to have the naysayers. You're always going to have the people who don't think you should do it. The same people that don't think you should do it are the same people that won't do anything for themselves or do anything to fix anything. And so we have to be careful that we kill the noise of any negativity, any person that's asking you to back off what you're doing because it's making them uncomfortable or they don't see the use in it. They don't see the value in it. Just because people don't see the value in what you're doing and who you are and what God is trying to do in you does not mean you stop, does not mean you come down from where you are. Um, and then also notice that he was up. He wasn't, you know, on everybody else's level. And I'm not saying that in a boastful way or a prideful way, but he was up. All right. A lot of times when you're up, you're going to have people that want to bring you down to their level, to, to their, um, you know, to their size, uh, to what they think is normal and what's comfortable. But that's not our duty to come down to them when God is giving you something to do, something to build, something to um, resurrect, something to um, work on. You need to do that. You can't come down and hear the complaints of others. You can't come down and worry about what everybody else is saying. Reminder, they're down. He's up. So what they may see down, he's not seeing up. They're on two different levels. Sometimes the people in your life that bring negativity or bring something that's like, you know, like very off to you. A lot of times they're speaking from their perspective. Be very careful on who you allow to speak to you or speak uh, into your life because they're speaking from their perspective. They're not speaking from a lot of times what God has said. Sometimes they are. If you have great friends or great associates like that, that's awesome. But a lot of times people speak from their perspective. If they are depressed, that's what they're speaking from. If they're angry, that's what they're speaking from. If they're bitter or miserable, that's what they're speaking from. Um, when I said kill the noise, it's up to you. You give power to things. You either kill it, all right, or you let it live by what kind of attention that you give to it, all right? And I know this is sound very cliche. It sounds like, yeah, I already knew that. But how many times do we really give focus to things that are beneath our purpose, beneath what God is trying to do in our lives? How many times do we give attention and focus to things that do not matter? And we end up frustrated all day or we end up irritated or discouraged all week by something that has nothing to do with us. Um, again, he spoke from what he saw. He spoke from his level of understanding. So if you got some people in your life or you yourself are speaking from the level of your understanding instead of what God says, uh, instead of what his word says, you need to kill the noise. I'm one of those type of people like I can stand to hear babies cry. I can stand to hear children scream and all that. But after I get tired, I'm like, OK, I can't take that anymore. After I get to a point where I am physically not able to handle the, the volume of negativity or the volume of crying and, and all that, okay, I have to do something about it. Okay, same thing with you. A lot of times things don't bother you until you get tired, uh, until you kind of get weary in your well-doing. Some things don't really bother you or um, so many some, some people's voices or their opinions don't really bother you until you get tired, okay? So in that, you can't wait till you get tired to all of a sudden kill the noise. No, you got to kill the noise when it first starts. Does that mean you're combative? Does that mean that you're always saying something? No, sometimes 
you have to separate yourself. Sometimes you have to not show up when you know you're not invited. Sometimes you have to understand that everybody's not going to see what you see, especially if you're on the wall and you're up and you're building. Now, if you're building to be seen, that means you're still building at the same level as the person talking to you or you're still building at the same uh, um, um, level of the person that is in your face all the time. Yeah, it's very easy to quit because you're still on their level. But when God says go up, he means go up, go up in your faith, not go up and be haughty or boastful or, or full of pride or, you know, mean to people and, and have a nasty disposition. He's saying go up and continue the work. Now, a work that probably took years or maybe took, you know, um, I don't know, months, you know, he did it in 52 days. 52 days is really like, what, a month and a half to be building walls around Jerusalem, which I'm pretty sure is not just a, a walk in the park. I'm pretty sure it's going to take longer to build walls around a whole city. So that should tell you that God will accelerate the process. He That should tell you that God will give you strength to do something in record time that nobody's ever seen. That's in business. That's in your career. That's in your church. That's in your family. That's in your marriage. That's in your singlehood, whatever it may be. That's with your children. Whatever that may, may be, God's going to give you the strength to, I mean, like surpass deadlines, surpass things that you would think take a long time when God is in it it's not going to take a long time for him to build it it's not going to take a long time for him to restore it or anything now mind you Nehemiah was building these walls to protect the city of Jerusalem okay I already told you that the city of Jerusalem is a place um, or a the place of worship that's what it was known for the place where everybody came to worship now if if you are in church um, and you are building the walls um, to protect worship, to protect um, where God dwells. Don't don't feel like that you are alone. Don't feel like, man, uh, I'm picking this song. I'm picking that song. I'm trying to, to build a praise team, trying to build a choir, trying to build an auxiliary in the church. Don't feel like you're by yourself because real talk, if you are building walls of protection, yeah, people are going to make you want to come down. Yeah, they're going to make you want to get on their level and tell them something about themselves. Yeah, people are going to get on your nerves. People are not going to always be obedient and do what is asked of them. Um, you're going to, you know, find yourself having to deal with different personalities and, and attitudes and, and, and mental capacities, all of that. But you cannot come down to um deal with those things and think you're going to go back up so easily see what happens is sometimes we come down and we think it's going to be easy easier to get back on the wall after we have said what we want to say and do what we want to do and and told somebody about themselves and we think it's easier but a lot of times we have missed days of work missed weeks of work because we didn't come down to someone else's level and i don't care you can be um, you know, 15 years old and somebody 30 wants to make you come down from what you're doing. It's not all about your age. Sometimes we think that our greatest opposition comes from our peers or people like us, but sometimes it comes from an older generation. Sometimes it comes from the younger generation, but either way it, it, it comes to you, you have to kill the noise. 
you got to kill the noise of negativity. You have to kill the noise that um, nobody's ever done this. It's not going to work. If it's not going to work, then why would God tell you to get up there and do it? All right. God is not a liar. He, he is not somebody who's going to put you up to something and just let it fail. OK, if God puts you up to do it, God is not going to let it fail. So the only way it fails, if you get up and you get up off that wall. All right. You got to keep worshiping. You got to keep hearing from God. And the people that were asking Nehemiah, if you study, the people that were asking Nehemiah to come down were his friends. OK, his friends, his Ace Boon Coon, his his peeps. Those are the people that were telling him to come down. And you say, well, people are not negative toward me, but I feel like um, they don't really want me to do any better than them. They don't say it, but I can feel it. it, it that's, that's still noise. You ever heard a silent, uh, silent noise or white noise? <laughs> it's still noise. So anything that is more noisier than the voice of God, anything that is taking your focus away from what God is telling you to build, you need to kill it. You know, either you go, I, one thing my mom always say, either you're going to kill it or heal it. Man, that, that spoke to me. Either you go kill it or heal it. Are you going to keep playing with your circumstances? Are you going to keep playing with the things that you know are hurting you and can potentially destroy you? Or are you going to kill it? You know, are you still going to keep playing with the enemy? Or are you going to kill the noise? Are you going to keep allowing him to say things in your ear? And discourage you every two weeks or you're gonna kill it if God is giving you a vision if he's giving you a focus if he's giving you an on-time word if he's giving you a rhema word a rhema word means an on-time word in the season the time that you're in if he is giving you the goal why are you still on your butt why are you still in your house not doing it why are you still not writing the vision and making it plain you got to kill the noise and I promise you this, every time you walk away from something that is old, I want you to understand this. Every time you walk away from something that is old and was serving the purpose of you being comfortable, that same thing is going to come back and try to lure you in. OK, that same thing. I don't care if it's a friendship. I don't care if it's a relationship. I don't care if it was a, a previous job, a previous situation that happened. Every time you're moving forward, it's always something old will try to bring you back. But you got to make up in your mind to kill that noise because sometimes people are not saying they're doing. Sometimes situations are not presently active, but it's the memory that keeps you in a whirlwind of cycles, in a whirlwind of defeat. Because, okay, I'm still dwelling on what happened and what did not happen. What happened to me instead of why did it happen? Why did God allow it? And how he's purposed me and structured me and restored me to walk out of this thing. Sometimes you got to walk out of misery. Sometimes you got to walk out of things that are meant to destroy. You got to walk out of it. You ain't got to say nothing. Just walk out. Walk out of a situation. Walk out of a conversation that you know about to make you go left and cuss them out. Like, walk out of it. It don't, mean, it don't make you no punk. It don't make you, you know, low or, or anything. It makes, you, it makes you understand that you are up in a higher position. Because anytime I have to do something to pull you down, that means you are higher than I am. Anytime I have to say something to pull you down, that means you are higher than I am. Anytime I have to remind you of where you come from, that is me trying to pull you down because now I can't see you the way I used to see you. That's man. 
And if somebody's not seeing you the way they used to see you, that's good. Don't feel like you by yourself. It's okay to not be seen the way you used to be seen. And sometimes people are blind. They can't see no higher than the nose on their face. They can't see any uh, straighter or in, any uh, further than the nose on their face. So don't feel like, man, I'm in this crazy position where I always get you know, my friends or people that I thought were my friends or I thought were close to me saying crazy stuff, having slick comments, you know, indirect. Now, this one thing I'll tell you about myself. I hate, okay, strongly dislike when people are indirect. Say what you got to say. Don't, no subliminal messages. Say what you got to say. Because I noticed, you know, me, I'm not a thug. I'm, I'm trying to change y'all. I really am. But I've noticed that a lot of times, if you got something to say and you don't say it, you know, don't be a coward about it. You know, if you really stand by what you feel and what you say, be able to stand by your words and say what you need to say. But don't sit there and walk around on eggshells around me or, or stuff like that. Because sometimes, you know, they can ruin a relationship or a friendship with a person when you won't say what's really on your mind. You know, be outspoken, you know, and not in a way to be disrespectful, but be real about what you feel. Because sometimes that's what keeps people in patterns and cycles of just dead weight because people won't say what they really want to say. You know, people can't really grow because you won't tell them the truth, you know. And it's not to hurt people. If you do things in love, a lot of times they're received. But I can't stand subliminal messages. I can't stand you beating around the bush. Say what you got to say. And especially when you have a prophetic gift, you already know what they want to say but they won't say it, you know? And so for me, that was always frustrating for me because I guess I grew up in a family or in an atmosphere where we said what we wanted to say. Um, we let you know how we felt and we went on with our lives. You know, we didn't cry about it, you know? But at the same time, if you're one of those people like, I'm not confrontational, you're gonna have to get confrontational to kill the noise, okay? You can't just allow people to keep having the last say and the final say over your life. And then you sit there and you get off the wall and then you fold up your ladder and everything and put it in the storage because you don't want to do what God said because you look crazy. Who else did something in the Bible and it ended up saving the world? Noah. All right. You're not alone in this. There are many occurrences where God told the uh, uh, people of God to do something and people were bickering and arguing about it and thinking it wasn't a good idea and thinking, Oh, that's too much. Okay, it's so easy for people to say it's too much when they have not gotten to that level of faith. It's so easy to say, I don't know how and I can't do something when they have not been stretched to that capacity. If God is stretching your capacity, you know, count yourself blessed because that means God is trying to do something. Hey, part two, y'all. See the enemy mad. It's okay, though. So we still talk about kill the noise. So if God is stretching your capacity, you have to understand that he's doing that for you to do something gigantic, something big in this world. And you can't, you can't really let um, a lot of what you've seen, what you've heard, detour your focus. Because a lot of times we live by the thoughts that we have in our mind. We li actually live on the thoughts. You know, when the word says, uh, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. A lot of times that's what we live by, what we think. We don't ever just live by what we know. Let's live by what we know. Okay, I know God is a restorer. I know God is an all-time God. I know 
that he is a healer. I know that he is a, a way maker. I know these things about him because that's what I've experienced. But sometimes we allow people and things to literally for, make us forget what we know. All right. That's just like uh, in times of battle or, or hurt or pain. A lot of times the soldiers will have a um, literal picture of their family or their loved one or their wife in their hat, you know, and it was f for them to refocus their mind on what they knew, even though everything around them was going crazy and chaotic. They had something to focus on to make them get back home. You know, some did not return. Um, you know, we just celebrated Memorial Day um, for those who have died for our country to give us protection. Um, and I could kind of pinpoint that back to Nehemiah, like he was trying to protect this city, the place of worship, you know, and I'm like, I would think that if somebody's trying to protect me, I would be more nicer to them. I would, uh, help them. I wouldn't sit there and tell them come down from the wall. And that's a lot of people in their relationships and friendships or connections with people, period, that a lot of times you're trying to do things for people and help people and they don't want to be helped or they're going to criticize you the whole way instead of encouraging you. And if that's you, don't feel discouraged. Don't feel like, man, I'm really trying to help people, but they said they're kicking against me. They said they're fighting against me. I've been there, done that. I mean, to the point the person got in the ring and wanted to fight me because they wasn't getting the, you know, the popularity or they wasn't getting um you know the attention all right so i had to kill the noise i'm like okay and there's sometimes i just walked away and didn't do anything and there are other times where god told me to stay because i had to stretch your capacity he told me to stay and keep working because i need to stretch your capacity there are other times that god told me to walk away you have to know the difference when to walk away and when to stay in the game because you're not moved by anything and anybody so you have to know which one you are and what season you're in Sometimes God will tell you, you know what, back up. Don't do nothing. Don't say nothing. Don't put your hands in the plot or do nothing. And there are other times when God will say, you better stay on that wall because I have something to build. And it don't have nothing to do with people's opinions and people's attitudes towards you. It has something to do with God and what he wants you to do. Because I promise you, those same people that were telling him, come down, it wasn't just those people in that city. So sometimes we're listening to two or three people that what you're doing for God is not even going to affect them. We listen to two or three people versus maybe the thousands that live there. You know, everybody, like I said, everybody's not a hater. Everybody's not, you know, gunning for you. Everybody's not trying to, you know, do something to you. Just because people give you con con uh, constructive criticism doesn't mean that everybody's hating on you. And I, I, that irks me to my core because how do we ever grow if we can never hear the truth? or different perspectives how could we ever you know get better if everything you say to me you hating on me oh you ain't for me no even jesus didn't have everybody didn't hate on jesus so who are we to think that everybody's gonna hate on us that we so saucy and we dripping so bad that everybody about to hate on us no some people just see you in a better light some people have uh, a different perspective and you can't take that as negativity all the time if you're taking that as negativity all the time, then you need to kill the noise that's in your head, okay? Because that will keep you from your next level, okay? And that's just maturity. That's just growing in Christ, 
understanding when somebody's trying to help you and when somebody's trying to dog you is two different things, all right? So make sure you understand that constructive criticism is not always bad. Even if you don't use it, it still be open to it, you know? You know, don't ever make yourself to uh, be in a place where you can't take constructive criticism. Of course, like I said, I grew up in a house where it was just on demand all the time. They go tell you exactly how they feel and what they feel and what you can do better. Um, but it made me keep going back to the drawing board and getting better at whatever I did. It didn't crush me. Sometimes I felt like it did because, um, you know, I was a kid and I was still kind of finding myself. But because of the capacity that I have now, I understand why they were on me the way that they were. You know, I understand why I couldn't do certain things or couldn't, you know, just fail because I wanted to fail, you know. And if you're a parent, you know, keep encouraging your child. Keep pushing your child. You know, it may seem like they're kind of resisting it now, but if you know where they're going, it's better for them to be prepared than not be prepared at all because you're afraid of hurting their feelings, afraid of saying something to them to make them better, you know. So that's the same thing with the people in your life. You know, if you have everybody around you that's a yes man and a yes woman, then you're not ready for growth. You know, you got to be real with yourself, you know. Um, not to be mean, but everybody's not going to always say, oh, you did a good job or I enjoyed that. You know, um, sometimes you got to be able to just say, oh, I can do better at that. Don't discredit yourself, but just say, hey, I can do better. And a lot of times that's what keeps a lot of us from building the wall or building something great uh, for God and protecting the people of God and bringing some kind of restoration to the body of Christ because we can't take someone saying we did something wrong or we need to improve on this or that. You know, I always look for people who are willing to grow, not people who are just wanting to be in the same rut. And a lot of times if you are in the auxiliary or your auxiliary head or if you are a person that's over somebody in any capacity, make sure you have people with you that are ready to grow sometimes people don't want to grow some people some people want to stay the same you know and sometimes people just don't want to do it because you're the one that's doing it okay um you know they're okay they will band together with your worst enemy just so it, it don't have to be you and that's sad but that's the kind of world that we live in sometimes that does go on in church like i band together with every person that i know i don't like just so that sister so-and-so can't do what she needs to do, or brother so-and-so can't get nobody to help him. You know, I've seen all this crazy stuff happen, and people get discouraged, and they get off the wall. You know, what has discouraged you today that you've gotten off the wall, where you stopped building for God? You know, it's not just church, like I said before. Um, this goes into every area of your life. What has discouraged you that you don't want to pray no more, that you don't want to have faith no more, that... You know, you don't want to do anything with your business anymore. Uh, you don't want to try again and, and, and date. And uh, you don't want to try again and, um, you know, restore your marriage. Whatever the case may be, what has made you get off the wall? Again, like I said, every person speaking is not on the perspective or on the same level as you. Okay. Everybody that's speaking and telling you to come down, again, they're below you for a reason. And I'm not saying this for you to be a dictator or any of that kind of stuff or to 
I run this and I rule this. No, that's not what I'm talking about. And if that's your spirit, get that together. Get that together. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. It's a reason why the people who are talking against you are telling you to get off the wall or below you because they cannot see from where you are. So you need to kill the noise, even if that noise is coming from you. All right. If you talk about talk down on yourself 50% of the time, 60% of the time, most of the time, then you are the one who's bringing the noise. All right. A lot of times people address you the way that you see yourself. There are some people who are just downright awful. But a lot of times people address you from the way that you carry yourself. They're not going to come to you with anything if you respect yourself. If you say and you speak highly of yourself. Um, a lot of times we don't. And we become trash cans to people because we allow people to say whatever they want to say for the sake of having a friendship or a relationship or, uh, uh, you know, um, a church membership. You allow people to do anything they want to do just to say they're there. You know, I know I'm stepping on toes, but it is what it is. You have to give people something to work with. All right. So, again, kill the noise. I love y'all.